We're joined by Alexis Goldsmith, uh, a frequent guest here on Hudson Mohawk Magazine. Uh, she is the organizing director for uh, Beyond Plastics. And there's a couple important uh, hearings coming up, um, Monday, October 23rd and Tuesday, October 24th, uh, on the bottle bill and on uh, package and reduction. So why don't we start with the first hearing, uh, Alexis, uh, the bottle bill. Um, and, uh, you know, un unfortunately, the lead organizer um, for the bottle bill for Nyberg, uh, Ryan Carson, was unfortunately recently killed, which is very sad for, for all of us, who's a great guy. Um, but, but what's this hearing about and uh, how can people participate? Thanks, Mark. So this is a public hearing uh, that is by invitation only, which sounds counterintuitive, but this is an opportunity for the sponsors and the Senate and Assembly leadership to hear technical input on the bills. So even though it's by invitation only, the public can still submit comments um, to the Senate and the Assembly because it's a joint hearing. Um, and it's really exciting that these bills have a public hearing in the first place because they are two of the major environmental bills in the legislature this session. So um, what is the holdup in trying to expand the bottom bill? It always seems such a common sense thing to do since it's been the most effective recycling program uh, in New York State. What, what would the hearing, you know, what, what does the proposed expansion do? And where is the hearing actually taking place for the bottom bill? I know the packaging bill hearing is going to be in conference room C. So the point of the hearing is, to, as I said, to get technical comments. And this is a, the first opportunity, well, it's not the first opportunity, but this is an opportunity to bring this 40-year-old environmental law into the modern day um, to look at things that weren't considered in the 80s when it was first passed. And something that I will be advocating for in my testimony is including reuse targets that are mandated in the law. So no other bottle bill in the country does this, um, but it's very important to reducing waste because the beverage manufacturers are the largest producers of plastic pollution in the world globally. Um, so that is something we'll be bringing up. We'll also be bringing up um, enforcement of return to retail, which means basically accessibility of being able to return your deposit containers to a supermarket or to a retailer where those deposit containers were sold. We're going to be talking about the need to increase the deposit to 10 cents. That will increase the return rate, but it will also give a much needed raise to about 10,000 people uh, mostly in New York City, who get their income from collecting and redeeming deposit containers. And these are people who have um, barriers to employment, whether their English isn't their first language or whatever reason that they can't find traditional employment. Now, does, uh, it, was it, does the proposal expand the number of items covered by the bottle bill? And uh, usually the argument I hear from legislators is, is especially in upstate New York, um, there's a lot, and even downstate, there's a lack of space for the, you know, small mom and pop stores to take this stuff in. So how, you know, is there an expansion and how do you respond to the impact upon the small stores? 
Right. So the bill would increase the types of containers that have a deposit. So most non-carbonated beverages, including like sports drinks, teas, wine, liquor, nips bottles. Um, and the way the law is written is if you sell it, you have to take it back. So that's where the concern for the small stores is coming. If they have to take back a lot of bottles or as many as they sell, they're concerned about the space, um, especially in Manhattan. Um, so that's a valid concern, and there are a number of ways to address this. One is to carve out an exception for small retailers, like 2,000 square feet or less, for example. Um, access to reverse vending machines that can be set outside of the establishment. Um, there's a program where uh, basically retailers can lease to own these reverse vending machines, and they can get 50% of that um, the cost like uh, through grant, there's a grant program through the DEC where they can get the funds. Now the DEC hasn't actually released any of those funds, but the funding is there and that comes from the un unredeemed deposits and that's to increase the access to redemption. But the way I look at it is if you're returning your deposit containers, you're going to put them in one bin and take them to a reverse vending machine or a redemption center that accepts all of those containers. You're not going to go out of your way to take, you know, one vodka bottle back or one wine bottle back to a particular retailer. Um, it That logically doesn't make sense to me. Okay, so let's move on to the uh, package and reduction bill. Now, this is something that's been a lot of attention the last couple of years. The governor actually has put in her proposals the last couple of years. A lot of the dispute seems to be what type of goals should be uh, set as to the amount of packaging that's going to be uh, reduced. So, you, you know, what, what are the flashpoints in this effort at this point? Well, the bill is... It's a massive environmental bill. This is, in my opinion, the biggest environmental bill since the climate law was passed in 2019. Um, so this bill reduces plastic packaging by 50%. This is the first bill in the world that would do such a such a, over what time period? Over what over 12 years. So it's not only ambitious, but it's a pretty. I mean, they have enough time to reduce their packaging, and a lot of it can be eliminated. But that really only gets us back to the amount of plastic we were producing in 2000. So it may seem ambitious, but this is really just one step towards solving the plastic pollution crisis. And the flashpoint is that the major consumer brands don't want to have to comply with packaging reduction. And by consumer brands, you mean in big corporations? Yeah, I mean Amazon, which made 400, uh, 514 billion in sales in 2022. Mars Company, one of the biggest plastic polluters in the world, made 54 billion in 2022. Procter and Gamble made 80 billion in 2022. Johnson and Johnson, 95 billion, and the list goes on. So these are the brands that are selling, you know, grocery store foods, hygiene products, your toothpaste, your cleaning products, and it's all coming in single-use plastic packaging. And that is turning our oceans into landfills, but also coming back to us in our food and water because plastic pollution in the environment is breaking down into microplastics. So we want to move those materials away from single-use plastic toward uh, reusable packaging, packaging that is actually designed to be recyclable. So 
paperboard, for example, and um, just eliminate packaging altogether where you don't need it. Yeah, so we have about a minute and a half left. So sort of a two-part question. You know, we had new legislative leaders on the environmental committees last year, Senator Harkin, Deborah Glick. They seem to be aligned on this. It's a matter now really trying to get the uh, the governor and, of course, the, the lobbyists so, you know, what are the prospects for this year? Where is the governor? And for this hearing that's taking place on uh, Tuesday, the uh, 24th at 9.30 a.m., are people allowed to speak at that one? Both of the hearings are by invitation only. The, the public will be able to submit comments, and they are posted on the Senate website. You'll also be able to watch the hearings through the Senate website. I'll be testifying on Monday for the bottle bill. Um, we know the governor's position on packaging reduction. She proposed one in the budget last year. It only required a 15% reduction. So obviously we want a lot more than that. But the good news is that the Senate and the Assembly sponsors are the Environmental Com Conservation Committee chairs and they're in agreement on a strong bill. We have a majority of senators co-sponsoring the packaging reduction bill. We're only five assembly members away from a majority of assembly members co-sponsoring the packaging reduction bill. So we're confident we have the votes to get this passed and get this done in 2024. Been talking with Alexa Goldsmith, the organizer and director of Beyond Plastics. Uh, your uh, webpage for more information? Beyondplastics.org. Thank you very much. And this has been Mark Dunley for the Hudson Mohawk magazine.